This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. This episode's brought to you by Heidi. Imagine kicking back while a HIPAA-compliant AI scribe juggles your notes, ICD-10 codes, letters, billing, and all that jazz for free. Yeah, you heard us right. On the house, it's free. From the genius brain of Dr. Tom, who hated wasting his life writing notes, he started Heidi to change the game. Your Heidi transforms consult babble into crisp, clear soap notes, personalizing itself with every edit you make. It's the next best thing to cloning yourself without the weird science behind it. One day, your Heidi will look through research, take calls, and do anything you don't want to. So what's the catch? There's no catch. If you currently pay for an AI scribe in your practice, you should swap to Heidi. They'll even credit you for anything you've already paid. Heidi will save you an hour or more a day without dipping into your wallet. Dive into the description for the link and make your practice the envy of every stethoscope in town. Sign up, lean back, and watch Heidi work its magic. All for free because you've got better things to do. We work hard as physicians to take care of the health and well-being of our patients. But when it comes to our money, do we have the same condition of care? Probably Probably not. Let's change that together. Welcome to the Financial Freedom for Physicians podcast, where we'll fight and advocate for your financial literacy. As always, I'm your host, Dr. Christopher Liu. Thanks for being here. Let's jump into the show. Welcome to this week's podcast episode. I've got a fantastic guest for you today, Mark Murphy. And he's got a very interesting background. He's here to talk about entrepreneurship for the audience out there. Um, and he's got a book, The Ultimate Investment, A Roadmap to Grow Your Business and Build Multi-Generation Wealth, available at most outlets. And I'm really happy to have him on the show to inspire and educate the audience. So, Mark, welcome. Uh, thank you so much, Chris. We appreciate, uh, appreciate you having me on. Yeah. I know um, we had connected through, uh, you know, through mutual contacts and kind of set the stage and talk about your background. You've got a really uh, enthusiastic energy about you and the work that you're doing now. I just think it, at the end of the day, uh, this was just always, you know, when I started my company, now it's 38 years ago, this was my vehicle to make the lives of all the people I touch better. You know, this was my, you know, I always feel I'm in, at my best when I'm serving others. And so this was the great vehicle, the outlet for me to be able to do that. Yeah. 
Yeah, and then so we'll kind of um, dive right into the um, to the topics of conversation. And one thing I love is um, Ikigai and kind of in your circle, my circle, we know what Ikigai is, but some listeners may not know it. So kind of talk about what is Ikigai and kind of passing the test and to know if you're in the right place. It was actually uh, brought to my attention a few years ago by a, a business partner, a dear friend of mine, Bernie Stoltz. And it just made so much sense of how to look at a decision through a prism of, you know, is it something I'm passionate about? Well, I think the four questions are, is it something I'm passionate about? Uh, is it something I'm good at? Does the world need that product or service? And can I get paid to do that? And I think if it's not a yes, but a hell yeah, to all four of those questions, I generally don't do it myself or I sort of don't advise people to go do it. And and it, I just think it uh, it just uh, is great wisdom. And I think that, you know, having that filter kind of gives you a scale to kind of judge whether the idea has merit or not. And and that's one of, one of uh, many, but 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 one of the best prisms to kind of judge things through. T- tell me about, tell me in your world, tell me about, T- tell me about how you became uh, aware of the, ta- you know, of the meaning of Ikigai. Well, I mean, it's interesting because, you know, we're all taught, I'm Gen X, I'm kind of Gen X millennial. So mm-hmm. our generation got screwed in 2008 and everything we had learned about society and the way things worked went down the drain in 2008. So um, from there, I learned not to trust governments and corporations. You kind of have to find your own way. So, um, you know, kind of talk about, you know, your passion and now there's so many different ways. Now you don't, you don't have to become a doctor or a lawyer or a dentist. You know, you don't have to be accountant. You can, you can be an entrepreneur. You can be an investor. Um, you can influence people. They're, the barriers are much lower. So kind of these things about passion and getting paid to do it, making a difference in your skill set. Um, so the next question is this, uh, this idea. I love this idea. And it's always talking about, because I'm big into goal setting and you have this who, not how approach. Uh, talk about how to shift your mindset. Yeah, this, this was how we run our business for you know, 38 years. But there was, a, there was a book that had come out um, with Dan Sullivan was one of the authors of it. And it, it, it put into words exactly how we did our business and how we, how we put it together. And obviously we put our own spin on it as well. But the question that people asked me probably 10,000 times, maybe 20,000 times, it's wrapped up in one of these questions, Christopher. It's how do I grow my income? How do I grow my business? How do I grow my freedom of time to, you know, have more time with uh, the people I, uh, I, 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 you know, I love or want to be with? How do I, how do I grow my, my freedom of, uh, of purpose? Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's wrapped in one of the freedoms. And um, ultimately... I always thought that was the wrong question. I always thought the right question was, who do I need to collaborate with to grow my business, grow my income, grow my freedom of time, freedom of relationships, freedom of purpose? So, and then ultimately what we built a business on is I decided many decades ago, I wanted to be a hero to entrepreneurs and entrepreneurial thinking people. Mm -hmm. And um, what I've tried to do is collaborate with people that wanted to be a hero to the same group. And immediately people saw the, the entrepreneurial synergy and mindset where they could only get that experience by working, you know, with us. And so, you know, I, you know, I, I, you know, I've heard people say, they used to say, you know, I'd like to have a, I just want a level playing field. Or they'd say, um, you know, no, I used to then say, no, I don't want a level playing field. I want to run straight downhill. And I thought that, and then I thought that was stupid. And, and then I, I thought, you know, that's a, not good enough. What I want to do is I want to play in a competition-free zone where the only place that 
customer, client, patient can get that experience is by working with our firm. And I want to have everybody we work with create the same competition-free zone for themselves. I don't know about you. Do you, you know, I, I really don't believe in competition. I believe in differentiation. You try to work every day to differentiate yourself from everybody else in the marketplace. Mm-hmm. Um, does that ring true to you or t- to, how do you think about that? Well, I love that because, um, you know, in med school in, you know, residency, you know, we're all competing for, you know, code. it's almost like a rat race. And um, what I learned from that was um, to, to uh, create your own niche. So, you know, become a category of one. So I don't have to compete against, you know, other people. I just create my own category and I, I thrive and I flourish in that, create an audience, build a community. And that way I don't have to, you know, worry about, you know, X, Y, and Z, or, which I really love this idea. You talk about who, and then what was interesting is, um, you know, as I would, became on my journey towards entrepreneurship was this idea that I noticed that at first I used to really get bothered by hate, haters and, you know, the trolls. But then I realized that they, I look at them a year later and they haven't gone anywhere. And you can actually build your own table and choose your inner circle wisely. And so kind of talk about how you can create your own mastermind to everybody has a different mastermind. So you can create your own reality to succeed. Well, first of all, I think that, you know, the interesting thing is that, you know, people have things in their life. They're angry at a family member or they have a disagreement with a business partner or they get divorced or those sorts of things. Or, you know, that for some reason, uh, even in this, in this country, there's a lot of hate, you know, conservatives hate liberals and liberals hate conservatives and blue states, red states and what's going on in Israel and Gaza, there's just an awful lot of hate. And the only thing that I realized is it takes an awful lot of energy to be angry. And it's usually not very productive energy. You know, it takes takes an awful lot of energy to be, to, to, to do that. And so I think if you really want to piss off the people you're annoyed at, just be nice to them. You know, that'll, that'll really, that'll really tick them off if, if you're nice to them. And I think that, you know, part of it is the, one of the most important things it's, it's emotional fitness. Because yeah. too many people, I think the reason why most people do not even touch their capability or their purpose or get to their highest potential is because they let things like you just like anger distract them from what they're focused and what they need to do. Like one of the things I hear all the, I would hear all the time, like in politics, they go, you know, if Donald Trump gets reelected, the world <laughs> is coming to an end. If Joe Biden, the world is coming to an end. And I keep thinking to him, I said, you know, Joe. You know, that you've been in business, you know, 40 years. I go, you made money during Reagan. You made money during Bush. You made money during Clinton. And then the second Bush, and then Trump, and now uh, Biden. I go, I go, what are you talking about? You know, you know, meaning why are you consumed by this? Or why are you distracted by this anger or this hate to this person? I, I don't understand that. I, I think it's, you know, I think, I think it's actually the opposite in that what you need to do is you need to pour into people. And I'm talking about Christopher, not for like a few months or even a, even a year or years. I'm talking about for decades, pouring into people mm-hmm. and, and serving others. And I think when you pour into people, what happens is, one, it feels amazing because you're able to, able to support and help people. At least for me, it does. But over decades, you build up an army of people that want to help you. Mm-hmm. And it, not because you're expecting something back, but you did it because, you know, there's no right way to do the wrong thing. And when you do the right thing, it's amazing how wonderful things just start to happen for you. Yeah. And so powerful. And also, you know, to add on to what you were saying was everybody 
you know, you're trying to achieve some goal. It could be Olympic gold or, you know, celebrity actress, you know, it could be a business, multi-million dollar business or some level of success. And usually you, what I realize is that you have to seek people that are doing the same thing as you because they've done it and they can show you the path in the way. And then the people that are saying it, it can't be done or it's impossible. They're saying that because they're coming from a place where they've never done it. So you have to kind of, you have to listen to the people that are, you know, actually act, doing the the work, you know, such as yourself. So um, I, I love this idea of boring. And I think entrepreneurs um, just have to think differently. Entrepreneurs are, entrepreneurs drive this world, drive this economy. All the abundance in the world has come from entrepreneurs. And one of the reasons I'm so passionate about helping entrepreneurs is I think they're under attack. There are people that started with nothing, but you feel guilty because they worked their you-know-what off to create this abundance not only for themselves but everybody in their world, and they should somehow feel guilty that they've uh, that they've been privileged or something like that. And I think that ultimately, you know, one of the things I think is I think that you know it's all about mindset. It's all everything is mindset. It's all I say it's all BS belief systems. You know, all BS in, in the world. And I, I just don't understand how people cannot grow cultivate that growth mindset. It makes you know it's, it seems to me that so people are just so stuck in where they are. I think that people would would love to be uplifted. I think I think there is I think people are generally good. I just don't think that they have a path or they have a belief that they can do it. Um, I would say that the number one thing you must help people with is mm-hmm. confidence. The number one thing I think a goal of an entrepreneurial mindset is to protect his or her confidence mm-hmm. and and not allow other people to affect how you think about yourself. You know, entrepreneurs aren't worried about losing money or about making a mistake or taking risk. Or doing any of those other things, um, so I, I just think it's it's a you know it's a, it's a they're a class into themselves, and I think they need to be nurtured and grown because that's the future of this world. Yeah, I love that and kind of shifting shifting over because you know you're in the finance space, so we talk about you know investments and wealth, and you talk about what I'm really interested in this idea of paychecks versus playchecks. Uh, what is what is that and kind of talk well, about it in I, I, multi-generational wealth, you know, the, the pyramid. And at the yeah. bottom, I think the number one reason why people don't succeed is they don't have cash confidence. Meaning you must start with cash confidence. The number one reason why people fail is they run out of money. Mm-hmm. And so all I can tell you is though that I have made, mo- um, not almost, but a great deal of my wealth when I had money and somebody else needed money, where there was an opportunity and I had the cash to take advantage of it. Conversely, when I've had emergencies, we have a bad quarter, we have a bad year, something doesn't work out perfectly, it's taking a little longer, a little more expensive. I had the cash confidence behind me so that I could make good long-term decisions and withstand that downturn. So for both opportunities and rates, you got to start with cash confidence. I think the second level is, I believe that if you have a business or you are the business, you need to feed your money machine. That if you only have $1 to invest, you need entrepreneurs need to invest that $1 in themselves. They need to create that into their business or some of their oper- operating company or into their, into their entrepreneurial ability. And then I think the next level of the pyramid is that there's really only two asset classes for our, our, you know, as a wealth manager, there's dozens and dozens of asset classes. But for our purpose, there's two. There's paychecks and either free capital or playchecks. And so what you want to do is create a series of assets then we'll give you a guaranteed or highly reliable stream of income to replace your income. I'll call those paychecks. And if you've got another stream of assets where you can save it, you can spend it, you can give it away. But the important thing is it will not be responsible for producing income for your family. 
And if you have both paychecks and playchecks, that's financial freedom. Mm-hmm. But I think there's still one more level. If you can have earned income from an operating company beyond normal retirement age, so that when your friends, when they get into their late 50s or 60s or 70s or 80s and are worried about living too long, or they're worried about running out of money or going to the early bird special or, you know, doing all these scarcity kinds of things, mm-hmm. those, those people are net savers in their 50s, 60s, 70s, and 80s. Mm-hmm. And it allows that, and that's how they create multi-generational wealth. They're not trying to have a spend down plan to not run out of money, but trying to have a, an abundance plan. Mm-hmm. And, and by the way, the technology is out there for every single person at every income level. And the thing that I find, Christopher, I don't know about you, is I find that people that have just enough are the most selfish people in the entire world. Mm-hmm. And they are because they have just enough for themselves. They have no extra to give. And, and we know that that people that can create great deals of wealth can create abundance for everybody else. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I love that. It's it's very it's shifting from uh, scarcity which you to abundance. And um, I was reading an article the other day saying the greatest fear of re- people in retirement is running out of money because, you know, they're going to be live to a hundred and they, you know, if they're dependent on social security, their SOL or even, you know, uh, you know, even like a million dollar, you know, 401k, you live on 30,000 a year. That's not going to do much for you in today's climate. So, um, so I love this, this, uh, paycheck, paycheck. I love that. Um, the other thing is this, uh, what is a transformational versus transactional investment? What is that? Well, I, I, I would say that that most of the time that people are transactional, we're, we're just doing trades. We're just, a, it's a quid pro quo. I'm going to do this for you. You're going to do that for me. It's, it's everything is back and forth with that piece. And what happens with that is there's no investment into the relationship. There's no investment to the business. There's no long game. It's just about the trade we're going to, we're going to, we're going to do today. The, the, the interaction the two of us are going to have, we're, you're going to give me something of value and I'll give you something of value in, 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 in exchange or vice versa. And I think that's a very limiting mindset. I think I think what we want to do is, and and it's really where you give me a dollar and I'll a value and I'll give you a dollar for it or vice versa. What we want to do is be in transformational relationships where one plus one doesn't equal two, or one plus one equals four or five or six or ten, and how we can create how we can create a transformational relationship um, rather than a okay I use the word I, I used the word before a, an abundant relationship rather than a scarce relationship. Because I love this idea because you talk about um, transformation and, and investing in people and talk about why best investments, entrepreneurship, business are in people as opposed to, 
you know, um, those are the best investments. You know, when people say to me, and I, I hope it doesn't sound contradictory at all, but um, when people say to me, my biggest expense is my payroll. My biggest expense is pay payroll. <laughs> and so I've said, in my world, there's only two things. There's investments and there's expenses. So if you're an expense, you're always on the chopping block. But if you're an investment, as long as I can get at least a four or five to one return on my money or more, I have an unlimited appetite for investment. So when you say, so if someone says to me, my base, biggest expense is people or oh, payroll, I say, well, let's fire them off. They're an expense. Let's get rid of them. Um, and they look at me like I'm crazy. And I'll say to them, you know, most people think that they, want, they come and they say, I want to grow my business or grow my company. And I think what they realize is you don't really grow a business, Christopher, you grow people. And I think that what entrepreneurs and smart entrepreneurs need to know is that you truly need to invest in people. And it's not just money, it's time but to be able to scale and leverage your business. It's an investment in people. I, I think that a few people mouth those words and then don't really believe it because they don't get a return the first week. They don't want to invest anymore. And other people just don't get it. They have a, they, they have a different mindset. But ultimately, when you invest and pour into those people over time and you grow them, that's how you... That's how you grow a business. I mean, for most people, they think because they, they have a business and they own a business, they think they're entrepreneurs, but they've really bought themselves a job. And I'm very clear with things. There's two rules of creating wealth. One is your money must work while you sleep. And the second rule is your business must produce revenue without you performing that task. So if, if you need to show up every day to, to, to execute, and that's the only way your company does business, you've bought yourself a job. You are getting paid for what you do, not what you know. And so what entrepreneurs do is they get paid for what they know. Mm. Yeah, I love that. Um, I had a previous guest say the same thing. is like the, the business owners, entrepreneurs, they create residual income independent of time. And they can do it through people, systems, processes, could be software, um, which I really, this is really I think the audience is getting a lot of, you know, a lot of ahas and insights. Uh, kind of um, last question about wealth, and then we'll shift to kind of overall harmony is this, um, you talk about, you know, most entrepreneurs get it wrong. And what is the most common misconception entrepreneurs have about wealth creation and how do you create it? I think that, I think they think that the, that just hard work is going to get them there. Or they think that the way they're going to manage, they're going to create wealth is by paying, just paying off their debt or by investing in the stock market or something like that. I think that ultimately, um, the way they're going to create wealth is through focus, discipline, and falling in love with the mundane. Mm -hmm. And I think it starts with, you know, not only the first thing is I think you have to protect your confidence if you're an entrepreneur. But the second thing is, I think you shouldn't be afraid to fail. Remember, to, to, in our world, there's only learning. There's either success or learning. There's no failure. And I think that, you know, in my mind, I look at, I look at failure as just another form of market research. You know, had I not done these four or five things that we lost money on, I wouldn't have done these other two or three things we made tens of millions of dollars on. Because it's, 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 you have to put your capital and your, and your time at some risk. And, I, and I, entrepreneurs think that failure is just one step closer to success. You, you got to be indefatigable. And that doesn't mean you don't listen to common sense. It doesn't mean that you, you know, you're just, you know, damn the torpedoes kind of thing and, and make silly decisions. But I think you've got to trust your own gut. And at some point, once you get some good advice and then take it in and then make your decision. 
but I think that that ultimately that's the that's the piece. The other, the other thing too is what I listen to I listen for for entrepreneurs is one of the other rules of entrepreneurship is no blaming, no complaining, no excuses. In in this world we live in America, everybody wants to blame somebody else for their problems. They're complaining about everything. They're making excuses for everybody. I think that's one of the problems we have with our kids. Is parents? Is, I, I kind of laugh like uh, when we were growing up. Most, most of the kids I grew up with were more scared of their mother or their father than they were of the police. They'd rather police put them in jail than go home to to tell their their parents that they did something wrong. You know, now it's you know that, that they do something wrong, and and our you know our, our parents are trying to sue the police or as uh, you know the, sue the. And and I don't think that that's been very good, uh, and we're all guilty of it. I have five kids, so I'm guilty of it myself. But I try to catch myself some because long term, I don't think I'm doing the kids any favor. Have you tell me about you? If I don't, I have not learned nearly as much from success as I have from failure. You know, one of the great lessons in life is to get your ass kicked and then get up. And, the, and that's, the, that's the thing with success. Getting knocked down is just part of the game. All you got to do is get up one more time than you're knocked down. Yeah, I love that. And uh, just kind of in like I interviewed an ex-Navy SEAL, you know, and David, I listened to David Goggins, you know, kind of just no yeah. excuses and just, you know, go out, get out there and... um you know, kind of, we had this kind of baby culture, you know, and don't take responsibility for your failures. This, I love this whole conversation. Um, so putting you all together, um, I love this idea of um, talk about we shift from a problem finding mindset to a problem solving mindset. And you always talk about never just solving one problem, but solving three or four. That's quite interesting. Well, you know, it starts with, it starts with, you know, any, every time I look at things, I'm a master bridge player. I was a competitive chess player as a, in high school. And so I always think like 13 tricks or eight moves ahead when, when I'm there. So I'm saying, well, why would we solve one problem when it could solve three or four? That's not how entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs think, you know, part of it is that your mind has to be great. Like, let's pick an example. Somebody breaks up with their boyfriend or girlfriend today. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that you shouldn't have a proper morning of that relationship, if it was a, an important relationship to you or you were the one that got broken up on or something, I, you know, I'm not saying you should be, uh, you know, like blow it off. But what, I, but I'm, what I'm also saying is that I think your mindset after, you know, a reasonable, you know, a morning period, which could be two minutes or, you know, two weeks or something, is your mind has to go immediately not to mourning on the relationship loss, but to say, hey, what's great about that? What's great about that is that person wasn't right, the, the right person for me. And now I have freed up the time necessary to go find the right person that, that I want to be with. If that was your desire to find somebody, you know, find a relationship or find somebody to, to be with. And, you know, and, and ultimately it's always the unintended, you know, consequences in, in our business. You know, it's, it's the fact that when you think about something, why can't it be good for everybody? Why can't, you know, isn't that the definition of abundance? The definition of abundance is, is making decisions that I call or a class three experience. So if you were and I were going to do business and we had customers involved, not that we do, but we, we don't, but the idea is that we did. It's got to be a class three experience, Christopher. It's got to be great for our customer first. It's got to be great for you second, then great for, great for me third. Or our company, I always say, it's got to be great for our clients first. It's got to be great for my team second. And then it's got to be great for me third. And if it's a class three experience, that's a win-win deal. And so in, the, in that mindset is how do you do something so that everybody benefits from the transaction? That it's not, a, it's not for me to win, you have to lose, or for you to win, I have to lose. How do we design something where both parties can do better together than they can apart? And that often comes by thinking about ways that that move or that decision you make 
affects multiple parties all positively so that you're solving not one problem, but three or four at the same time. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Is that, yeah. Does that make sense to you? It's better me because I've, uh, I've recently just kind of uh, tried to focus on, you know, problem solving and just kind of, you know, think of all the variables, but it's interesting to keep your, like, and you kind of sit there, but you can actually use that extra mind power to think about the you know, problem B and C and D and, you know, steps A, B and C and kind of, you know, like a, like a chess player, like you're describing, which I really, like I said, the, the audience is really, you know, loving this, this material. Um, so kind of ended out with uh, five ingredients to a successful life. It's not about, it's not all about, you know, money and wealth, but it's, you have, you know, harmony, health, purpose, and love. And so talk about that and incorporating it into your overall strategy. Uh, first of all, I think that if you're truly an entrepreneur, you know, I think people, they want, they want wealth, they want health, they want love, they want purpose. I mean, people may want other things or call it something different. And I think ultimately, I think your mindset has to be that eventually I'm going to have them all. I don't have to give up one or two to get something I don't have to give up my health to get wealth, or I don't have to give up love to not have a purposeful life uh, in my business or something. You know, I think it, these are these are limiting mindsets that people are telling themselves stories that are just not true. They're just not true. I would I would say that ultimately, though, I think an entrepreneur has to be okay with being a little bit of out of balance for some period of time, not decades, but maybe for a few months or a few years, to be able to drive of why they become so special in what they do. Mm-hmm. You know, that I said it before, I think they've got to, you know, whether it be in, in your life, you've got to have focused discipline and falling in love with the mundane. You've got to, got to, you've got to be willing to do like one of the things I say to my partners all the time, I say to my, my entire team, as I say to them, you know, what are you willing to do that you're not doing now to have what you don't have? You know, what are you willing to do that you're not doing now to have that, what you don't have? And I, and I think what a lot of people do is they tell me what they'd like but they will not get, commit to an action plan necessary to execute what they're asking. They want to give an, a mediocre or good or even an excellent effort, but they want the results to be elite. Oh. And so it's great to talk about that we want the elite results. And I think that's wonderful. And I think everybody should shoot high. But I think, I think ultimately, able to then put the action behind that work. And I think you want to help people to do that. And by the way, occasionally some people decide they don't want to be elite. They, excellent is good enough or good is good, is good enough. But to yeah. truly be, you know, to truly be, you got you can't lie to yourself. You got to, you got to tell yourself the truth, and you got to figure out or get around people that can tell you what it takes to, to, to get the desired result. Fascinating. I love that. Um, if people want to find out more about you and the work that you do, I know you've written a book as well. Kind of talk about. Actually, that. our third one was on. Uh, uh, if you if you believe Forbes were the they had the top hundred financial advisors in the country, I was number three uh, last yeah. year. <laughs> and uh, so I'm pretty proud of that. So I'm being associated with some good brands, but you know, we're at the Northeast and Sequoia private client group. Well, and uh, you know, people can, can reach me uh, at that, that address. We're in Roseland, New Jersey. Our, our corporate headquarters are the way of a few locations. And I'm, uh, as I said, I'm, uh, I, I, you know, I just appreciate you and just want to thank you for taking time, obviously to see a guy who is as young as you, who's created the abundance in this world. It was an honor for me to be on a, on a podcast with somebody who, who was my brother from another mother who thinks in <laughs> such great, a great, great abundance of thought and is giving back to other people. Because I, I will tell you that, you know, ultimately, my goal in life at this point is I'd like to positively impact the lives of 100 billion people. Mm-hmm. And I know I could do that myself, but directly and indirectly, I can do it. And I think people like us have to 
be able to lead the way and and make sure that we've got lots and lots of followers that uh, that believe in what we do because so uh, you know I think one of the things you want to do is 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 lift all boats and you want to leave this world in a better place than you found it so I uh, just appreciate you and appreciate the time you're you're, you're you've given me thanks and um and for all the audience out there let's thank Mark for coming on and be sure to follow all, give him a follow and like on all his socials. Check out his um, book. It'll be in the links and show notes. And with that, thanks so much for an inspiring conversation. Well, uh, uh, you're, you're the man. Thanks, Christopher. Thanks again to Heidi. Elevate your practice with a free AI scribe, zero cost, HIPAA compliant and ever learning. Heidi turns tedious tasks into time safe. Ready to swap? We've got you covered for past AI scribe expenses. Head to HeidiHealth.com, get started, and make your practice the envy of every stethoscope in town. I'm excited that you made it for another episode. You are truly the best. If you've been following the show for a while, you know that my passion is to bring you the education you need to find your path to financial freedom. Please come back week after week for new content, new resources, and great guests. Until then, if you haven't already, please be sure to check out the website, www.drchrislewmdphd.com for more support. I'll see you next week.